welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast. I'm really excited to have you back again this week. And this week, I am excited to have John McElhaney joining us. And John and I go back quite a few years. We've been bloggers together. We've known each other. We've worked together on a number of different projects. But today, we get to talk to him first and foremost about his daughter. He has a 16-year-old daughter, but also about his brand new book called The Good Dad's Guide to Divorce. But first and foremost, I love to go back in time and I love to be able to dive a little bit deeper into our guest. So John, I want you to go back in time and I want you to think about what was your first reaction when you found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter? Oh, uh, that's just, uh, it. I, I wasn't prepared for the emotional overload of, just that question, but it was, uh, we had a son, we were, you know, in in love and having a great time being parents. Um, And of course we hoped and prayed to have a daughter as our next child. You can't, you know, we didn't engineer it that way. It's just the way it happened. And, uh, I do remember when we, you know, determined the sex of the daughter through a sonogram, how excited we both were that we were going to kind of get the, the, the package or the spectrum of what blending our two you know, lives would look like, both as a boy and then as a girl. So that was a, a dream come true for both of us. And, uh, and certainly my daughter's role and my daughter's, my relationship with my daughter during and after the divorce has, has been very primal and very connected. I think fathers and daughters. I, I'm I'm not jump, I'm not staying back in time. I'm coming back to the present just briefly. But but my daughter and I have stayed remarkably close throughout the divorce. Even as you know, I had limited access to her. You know, during her sort of formative years. I think we got divorced when she was six, and she's now sixteen. So let's talk about the divorce. I know that going through a divorce is definitely not an easy thing, but especially with your relationship with your children, and in this case, your daughter. So as you look at what happened through the divorce, what did you do to maintain your relationship with your daughter? And what advice would you say that you would give to other dads that were dealing with the same type of situation? So it's a it's a great question, and that really I think is the challenge for divorce of of parents of boys or girls. But in divorce, especially as dads, we we lose we typically lose a significant amount of that kid time. And the things that I did early on to stay connected with my daughter and my son was to make sure every night for probably the first couple of years, because they were so young, every night I would try to check in with them on the phone. I preferred if we could do a FaceTime, the iPads and everything were out by that time. And so we would FaceTime uh, less, less frequently than a phone call. But her mom and and I both agreed that that keeping us all in touch was you know a priority for both of us so so she my ex-wife helped 
you know, facilitate that connection, especially during those early months and years of the divorce. So staying in touch, letting them know you want to tuck them in every single night, right? We can't do it anymore in real time, but we can let them know that while we're not there physically, we want to be there with them emotionally and spiritually. And so that act every night of reaching out and trying to make contact with her was part of my responsibility, I think, and part of my joy in in what I could do under the circumstances and with the parenting schedule to stay connected to my daughter. I can only imagine about how difficult that would have been as a father to a daughter, but to a child in general. And and it might be the divorce, but one of the questions that I like to ask is, what has been the hardest part of being a father to a daughter? Really, from even the the very first conversation that we had with the two children about, you know, oh, mom and dad are getting a divorce. My daughter and I, you know, have, have remained emotionally connected. And yet when we were going to lose and did ultimately lose that time together, there was always the feeling when we were together that we didn't have enough time. So even when we were having wonderful moments together, there was this sense of clinginess maybe from her. You know, she attached to me often during the the times when I had them in a way that I knew she was expressing, you know, the loss and the and the hunger for that kind of, you know, hugging, holding and attention you know, that a dad and a daughter have a different dynamic. There's a relationship there that she was hungry for and still is, I think, uh, even as a 16-year-old, still in a wonderful way reaches out to me now and says, I miss you. Can we get together this weekend? That's the gold standard for having done it right, is my daughter is still reaching out, even as a teenager, to maintain contact from her side, right? It's it's it is the dad's and certainly the parents' responsibility to be the instigator of that connection forever. I mean, I think that's our role in life uh, as a parent. Um, we have to let them know they are a priority in our life and that we're interested and that we have time, energy, and availability for them. When they begin to reach back, maybe as teenagers. It's just an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. You can't you can't get back the time that you lost, but you can move forward knowing that you're you did the best you could, you're doing the best you can, and you'll continue to work on and nurture that relationship, you know, as long as you're both alive. The fact that your daughter wants to have that relationship and wants to keep that relationship shows a lot about the relationship that you do have. And it's a great thing because that doesn't always happen. Now, when you do get together, what are a few things that you like to do or or share together? These days, we go to eat a lot. She loves, there's a couple restaurants here in town that, that she really loves. And she'll call me sometimes on a, thurs, on, you know, a Thursday afternoon after school and say, can we go get something to eat? I'm starving. You know, it's hilarious. It's a 
it's such a teenager thing, right, to not really plan meals or not really think about it until they're overwhelmed with how hungry they are. And so that's a beautiful moment when she calls and says, you know, can we go do this or can we go, you know, do something in the earlier days, maybe in middle school and stuff. um, It was more, daddy, can you take me to the mall and buy me something? Right. I mean, that was a lot of what she had going on in her life. I was always willing to get her and take her to the mall. I was not always willing to buy. Uh, and and I was sort of the parent that partially due to the financial you know, details of a divorce who was under a constrained budget. And it was kind of like I was the one that was helping set that boundary that between us, we're not getting together so that I can buy you something. We're getting together so we can have fun together or do things that we both like. One of the other developments in my life that's been real exciting in the last six months I have a girlfriend, a new girlfriend, who has a, an eight-year-old boy, and my daughter's a babysitter. So she's a professional babysitter. That's what she does for you know spending money. And so seeing her eyes light up and the joy in her experience around this, this young man in, in both our lives now, because he, he is a part of her life as well, one... She's getting to see me really happy again in this new relationship, and she's acutely aware of this this young man and his his lack of a father in his in his current life, you know, prior to me, and that she's able to be this exciting and happy person around him who also loves me right? Who's also in my constellation. And so it's just a, it's a wonderful dynamic, the triangle between the three of us and, you know, being able to send her today, for example, we're not going to get together this weekend, but I, I sent her a photograph that I took of me and the eight year old boy just to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm hanging out with him and we'd love to have you around, you know, just, just to let them know you're thinking about them. And, and so this added dynamic of a, of a new relationship, but more, more specifically, this young man is just a lovely development in our, in our relationship. And she, you know, she's a babysitter all the time for lots of parents. And so she is also able to be aware of how special this man is, this young boy is, how special the mom is, and sort of be part of this other family. You know, yes, it took me nine years to, you know, sort of reassemble and find this person and who knows what the future holds, you know, long term, but it's a lovely development that we both share now, both in, in her parenting, in the joy and, and love of this young boy, uh, and also just the relationship with the mom who also really loves my daughter already. I mean, it's just so clear that uh, my daughter is a, an enriching part of both her son's life, my life, obviously, because it's my daughter, but also in the future, you know, my girlfriend's life is enriched as well by this young woman, my, my daughter, who's just a, a shining star. I mean, she's so happy. And I guess that's, you know, some of the satisfaction you walk away from as you, you know, as divorce is traumatic for everyone. 
what we really want to see is just our kids thriving, right? Our kids enjoying life and not being uh, tripped up, perhaps, by the, the things that happened during the divorce. And uh, both my kids are, are quite successful and quite happy. Um, my son is a little bit older. He just started college. That's really the, the challenge of divorce uh, and trying to remain conscious and be a really good co-parent, if that's possible, is seeing them thrive and find their own way. And, and then ultimately, as they cycle, circle back and want to reconnect with you, that's really a sweet moment. Now, I know that we've already talked a little bit about divorce, but I know that you also have a new book, The Good Dad's Guide to Divorce. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the book and what people can expect from the book itself? Yeah, so I've, I've published a few books so far in the sort of self-help world post-divorce. Um, one, the first one was about dating. We're older we don't, we don't know about all these apps, and now we have kids, and, and sort of getting into the dating world is, is just a challenge. And, uh, but this book is really the culmination of my story. I've been, I think I, I said I've been divorced almost 10 years, and I have uh, struggled uh, as, a, as a divorced parent, as a single dad, and I've chosen to write about it. Uh, extensively from the beginning. And I think that's what's rare. That's what's uncommon is for men, for a man to sort of uncork and really let the, the feeling side show, the, the hard side and the, the struggling side. And so this book is really sort of a narrative. It's definitely not a, a guidebook in the sense of here's step one, here's step two, but it is a roadmap for the journey of divorce. So, so the, the path to a successful and healthy relationship with your children. So really it's, it, you know, it is a good dad's guide to divorce, but the, but the subtitle is staying connected with your children because that for me was the ultimate goal on the Huffington Post in the divorce section, they like to say, you know, divorces come and go, but parenting is forever. You know, being a parent to these children is forever. You may have other marriages, the marriage may not work out, but as a parent, you have a responsibility to these children. And so that's sort of been my philosophy from the beginning. It certainly took me a good bit of time to work out my own struggles, maybe with depression and with, you know, the financial struggles of the divorce. And then, you know, ultimately uh, recovering enough of myself and my well-being that I was uh, interested in finding perhaps another relationship. And then, you know, successfully navigating several relationships into one that, that is now really exciting. I really appreciate you sharing that because I know that a lot of dads struggle, especially when the divorce is final and they're not seeing their kids every day, that the kids may be taken away and that they don't have sole custody or don't have joint custody or, or other situations like that. Some dads have anger. They have other feelings of of anxiety and other situations that they have to deal with, and it's not easy to do that. How did you 
end up working through this for yourself? How did you work through that anger and that resentment or other feelings and emotions that you were dealing with so that it did not affect your relationship with your own kids? That's another great question, uh, Christopher. And anger, resentment uh, are two really hard uh, parts about what the what that journey of sort of recovering ourselves is about in divorce as, as dads, certainly as, as mothers as well. And in what anger is and what those resentments are is, is really a lot of bottled up energy. And what I learned, it, it, it certainly was not the case in the beginning of the, of the, the divorce. Um, and this is, is outlined in the book. I deal with depression. I deal with anger. I deal with resentment and sadness you know, I, I really try to go through and walk some of the some of the stories that that helped me find balance again in my life. Anger is one of those that that is still around. You can still I can still be triggered to be angry about the divorce or about with the uh, the my ex wife or you know for various reasons. But the real ninja move is trying to find. A, an outlet for that energy that is no longer pointed at your ex. And instead, the image that I like to use and I really work with is if I try to imagine the, the faces of my children, the loving faces of my children, even as I'm getting frustrated or even, even as I'm starting to feel that rage, if I can picture my children, I can channel that energy into something positive for them. I have to, though, in doing that, the other part of that dynamic is I have to completely let go of the ex, my ex-wife. I have to completely almost put a, a wall up between me and things that I want, resentment, frustrations, even miscommunications with my ex, ex-wife. I have to let that just be what it is. I have to feel the feelings. And when it's anger, I can use that. It's like a jolt in the, you know, the nervous system. Go out and run. Go out and hit tennis balls. Go out and go for, you know, whatever. Go play laser tag, whatever. Something that, that allows you to get that physical energy up and out and exclusively up and out and not pointed back at your ex, not pointed back at yourself. Because we tend to stay connected to our ex-partners through things like that rage, through things like that resentment. It actually is an emotional connection that keeps us, I don't know, tied, tied up emotionally. Uh, we're, we've just lost, you know, perhaps the love of our life, the best friend, the partner, the person we intended to take our entire journey with, with our children growing up next to us. And we, we, we've had to let that dream go. That dies hard and it does bring up anger and it brings up frustration. And there's a lot of issues in divorce that can cause tremendous amounts of anger tremendous amounts of miscommunication and 
finding the way inside yourself to let go of the X, let go of the dream that you were trying to create with this other person and let go of that frustration at them and pull it back in and find a way to, to channel it to your own positive direction and momentum. And the more I can redirect that type of energy towards my children, not as anger, it, it transforms. The minute I am angry and I try to picture my, my daughter's face, for example, I'm no longer angry. I'm just energetic, right? I'm just charged up. And now I can transform that energy by focusing on my daughter and finding uh, something that I can do with that momentum uh, that is not destructive and, more importantly, is not pointed at my ex. Does that make sense? I mean, it's really the, the hardest part is pulling the ex-partner out of the equation as much as possible and making the, the next years of your life about nurturing and building the relationship with your kids. Yeah, and hopefully healing yourself enough that you're willing and ready to explore perhaps another relationship for yourself uh, with someone else, uh, with a new partner. Um, uh, but I think that's almost, uh, you know, that's a next step. There's a lot of, uh, if, you, if you go into that next relationship still holding on, to a lot of this anger or unable to sort of transform this anger, usually those relationships are not built on very healthy foundations. And, or we tend to, you know, let that anger come out sideways at the wrong person. Uh, that, that also is a, is a real hard lesson of divorce and dating after divorce and relationships as a single parent. If you've got resentment and anger still backlogged in your closet, that those skeletons are going to come out. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, we've come to the point where we like to delve again a little deeper into you as a father with our fatherhood five. And in one to two words, what would you say is your definition of fatherhood? Happiness. Share a time with me when you feel that you finally succeeded as a father to a daughter. Just today, when when my daughter reached out after I sent her the photograph of the young man, the son of my girlfriend, to check out if perhaps we could get together and just hang out tomorrow evening. A reach out from your daughter to say, I want to be with you, I miss you, I want to see you, uh, is an amazing thing. As a teenage daughter it's almost magical because <laughs> teenagers have a lot going on. My daughter has a lot going on and for her to still want to reach out and connect with me is a, is a beautiful thing. I have to completely agree with you as a father of a teenage daughter myself. I know that the times when she comes to me and says, I want to spend time with you are precious and you have to jump at them and you have to take advantage of them. And because they definitely mean so much. Now, how would your kids describe you as a dad? Optimistic, musical, brought music into their lives their whole forever. Uh, I'm a musician, and so I've always played guitars and shared music. I still share with music with them at, at a high level. I share songs with them all the time through Spotify. Hopeful, energetic, 
and maybe uh, one of the ones I like uh, the most is uh, uh, childlike, or you know, still a child, still excitable, like a like a child. Who inspires you to be a better dad? I do have some peers that are in my uh, cohort, my age group, who are dads. There's a man named Mark Green, who is also a writer at the Goodman Project. And Mark and I share a bunch of stories and a bunch of similarities back and forth about being dads and the struggles of divorce. And I really see Mark thriving as well in his struggles. Uh, He's also writing about it, as I am. And just this year, his son moved back from Austin, where he was living with the mom, to live with the dad for the last uh, year or two years of high school. And I felt like that was a, a wonderful moment, both for Mark and his son, that his dad, that his son had had ended up choosing him. And and that's not I don't aspire to that with my daughter, but I do want her to know that there's always a space for her, um, both even when she's in high school, but also in the future, uh, always a space beside me. Now, thinking about your own experience as a father to a daughter, what advice would you give to other dads to be the best dad that they can be to their daughter? It's fun. And it's fun being a dad. It's fun trying to explore what a nurturing relationship looks like with with a daughter. It's very different than my relationship in nurturing my son. And the advice that I still use, I still run by in my life, is to meet your daughter where she is. Don't expect them to, you know, have things figured out in their lives. If my daughter responds to Snapchat and not texts, then I'm Snapchatting. You know what I mean? If they are into shopping, I can go take my daughter shopping. I don't have to be the the bank account, but I can meet her at things that she's excited about and things that she's passionate about. So find the things that your daughter is into and show up in that place for them. That's such a great idea and it's a great tip because your child coming to you and saying to you, I want to do this with you, even if you feel that it is completely not the thing that you want to do, if you hate doing it, it doesn't matter. They want to engage with you. They want to spend time with you. You've got to do it. Well, John, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here today and for sharing all of this with us. It has been a pleasure talking to you again and having you here. Now, if someone wants to learn more about your book or about you, where should they go? Wholeparent.org is my website. It's the blog that I've been writing about six years now, and that has access to all my books. I do uh, life coaching uh, for people in divorce, people looking to be in relationships again. The Good Dad's Guide to Divorce, it's now at the printer, so we're in the final stages. And so I'm excited about that. But I write and and post almost every day. I mean, this is my passion. This is my joy in life is to be a good dad. And I work really hard at it. And I want to share those experiences and those wins that I have and even the losses that I have so that others following behind us, you know, there's a lot of people getting divorced today and tomorrow. I hope to be a resource not only to dads, but to mothers and maybe 
you know, in the long, in the long future to my children, as they, as they go through their own relationships, they can learn and read about how I, I worked to be a really good dad to them. You know, I think that that is exactly what we want to live for and what we want to leave for our own kids. So John, thank you so much again for being here today. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Chris. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be